Hey folks, and welcome back into the pod. I just wanted to um, do this pod um, as we lead up to Thanksgiving and an incident that happened, not an incident, something that happened um, at my studio over the weekend. You know, the holiday time is a time when it is clearly evident um, in everybody's family who is the one that is running around and making sure that the holidays are um, put together, that everything in the house that's needed is there, and all of that. And for the most part, not in every family, but in many, many families, that falls to the mom. And that can be a mom in a heterosexual household, um, same-sex household, it doesn't matter. Okay, there's always one person, and in some households, it's his dad, and and that's absolutely valid. So, guys, men, I don't want you to think I'm invalidating your contribution or anything. Whether you're out pulling down the bank for the household or not, or whether your wife is or your partner or whomever, there's always one person in the household, and and that's normal. It is not a complaint. It is just a fact. Okay. So in my household, it's me. And so I'm happy to do it. I'm a pretty organized person. I'm certainly not perfect, but I try to be organized and I try to look ahead and see what my family is going to possibly need so that when I go out on a holiday week like this to do my errands, excuse my throat. It's bad today for some reason. Um, I can get everything that I need early on, have my pies on pickup, have my turkey on pickup, and um, I also need a pie for jazz, which I have, and making sure that, you know, everything for my family is set up. I have done that. Today is Monday. I am running around doing the last minute little things that I noticed over the weekend that we might need. Excuse me again. And that way, when I go to pick up my turkey on Wednesday, it's get the turkey, get out. There's no like mucking around. I need this. I need that. I need more butter. I need cream. I need no, none of that. It's all going to be in the house as of today. And then Tuesday pies, Wednesday turkey done. Okay. Um, I'm very fortunate that I can do this earlier in the week. And I acknowledge that, um, In my life, I have had times when I've had to wait to get a paycheck before I can go to the grocery store. Um, I had many Thanksgivings, including Thanksgivings when I owned the center with Karen, that I was alone for Thanksgiving, except at my studio during class. Um, I never told people. Um, Karen had me to her family's house for the first couple years we were friends, but she couldn't keep doing that. And I get that. And so I would get a little turkey breast and maybe some pre-made mashed potatoes or do a baked potato and have a meal by myself. Um, For the most part, my family did not come for the holidays and I was alone a lot. So over the weekend, you know, I have then developed a, you know, what I think is a good amount of care for people who are struggling, people who are uh, lonely, and all of that, okay? I don't have, well, I do have family in the area. 
Unfortunately, initially when I moved here and went to college, I was estranged from my family, um, thanks to my horrible mother. Thankfully, that is no more, and I know that I could go to my family if I needed to. Um, <clears throat> it's, uh, it's hard for me to go to them for this holiday because we teach that morning, and they're down over an hour away down on the South Shore. So, you know, I know they would absolutely have us, but we're together as our family and we're okay. But many times I was by myself and struggling with money to try to put together my own little, you know, holiday, if you will. And it was lonely. I remember that very, very acutely. <clears throat> so I've developed um, a high sense of care for people who are alone, might be alone, feeling alone, you know, going through stuff. Because I've certainly gone through <clears throat> a good amount of things in my life. And I know how difficult it is to reach out and ask for help, to um, admit that you need help. That is, is difficult. It takes a lot of courage. And you know what? It can be embarrassing too. And I've been there as well. I've been there as well. Um, the story that I tell my class about having a big jar for change so that I could pay for my monthly feminine products and all that stuff when I was young is 100% true. 100%. <laughs> there were times when I was like, okay, a box is this much money. I have just enough to get it until I get to my paycheck, whatever. And I'm, you know, that's always in my mind, no matter what, no matter how much, how well I'm doing, we're doing as a family or how much I'm grateful for being able to just go out whenever I want and get my errands done and not have to worry about that part of it. <clears throat> and I'm grateful and thankful and appreciative. Um, but I understand and I've been there and I know how stressful it is. We had a client over the weekend, um, you know, class was over and I'm, you know, I run through all my stuff. I pack up, I get ready to get out of the way for the next instructor get things sanitized over there for her, then get to the desk, you know, clean my face off, um, put my stuff away, change my top, you know, all that stuff. And I was running through my after class stuff and she was sitting on the bench and I noticed <clears throat> that someone was sitting really close to her and she looked like she was very upset. And so I went and sat on the other side of her and, um, you know, together, we and a few others of us as well, um, you know, rallied around her and she needed to have a meltdown in that moment. She needed to. And, you know, she is the fixer, the doer, the, you know, organized one for her family. And she's a single woman, but she has an elder mother, a brother, nieces and nephews who she helps out with and she's a very kind soul and she was feeling a lot of pressure and stress for a bunch of reasons which don't worry to this person I'm not going to share but suffice it to say I understood her and so did the other people that rallied around her 
and our community is very strong. And the rest of the clients left and I stayed with her for a little bit and just said, look, you have family, reach out. I know that it's hard. It's a blow to your pride to ask for help, but it's okay too. And you know, you're a very, very good person and you've been through a lot of struggles in your life. And I know that your family has helped you, but you know what? With family, help is unlimited. And this is what I try to tell my brother too. I know my brother often feels bad that he's with us and, you know, right now he's on disability and at the moment, um, you know, he's not going to be working for a while. He's working through some physical therapy for himself. It is working, thankfully, and hopefully in the new year, he'll be able to get a part-time job that will make him feel good and feel like a contributing member of society again. And what I reminded him is that he worked extremely hard in a very physical job. I know because I was there from the time he was 13 or 14. And he's put in all of this and it's okay if he needs help right now through SSDI. That's okay. You gave up your body for your job. And that's what SSDI is for. Is for those that have been disabled and need to get back on their feet physically and financially. And we're grateful that, that program is there to help him. And what I told my client is the same thing. Do not ever be ashamed of asking for help. When you have reached out a hand to a billion other people and then you need to ask for a hand, don't ever be ashamed of that. Because we are all human beings. We all make mistakes. <laughs> I certainly do every day. And we all need help at times. And there is no shame in asking for help. Zero shame in asking for help. Because <laughs> we're human beings. We need each other. And that goes both ways. It's a two-way street. And I reminded her, life is not a one-way street. Your family and friends and extended family don't ever expect you to do it all by yourself all the time. We just have that in our head. And I, I get that way too. I get that way too. And my husband is so adept at saying, what can I do to make it better? What can I do to take some pressure off of you? What can I do? And, you know, <laughs> that just stops you. It stops you from being upset and it releases some of the stress when you can say, you could do this. Okay, I could do that. And I will. Or tell me what I can do to help you. And again, when you're that for everybody, all of those people that you love and care about don't expect you to not ever need help yourself. We put that on ourselves. Like I just said, I put that on myself. This woman is putting it on herself, understandably. I get that. I capiche. I get it. And that's what I told her. I said, I get it. We all get it. 
And then someone else stepped in and said, I get you. I'm going through this too in a different way, but yet I get your stress and I get your, your overwhelmedness. And she just, her shoulders went down and she relaxed for a second. And I reminded her that our anxiety tells us that we have to do everything and we have to everything figured out right now. You got to have all of it. There's a hundred things. You got to figure them all out right now. That's your anxiety. And I said to her, don't let your anxiety tell you that because it is a liar. You do not have to have it all figured out right now. Start with a big thing that needs to get done right away. Handle that and then move on to the next thing. But you do not have to have your whole life, everything going on in your life figured out right now. You know, when my mother-in-law passed, we had a couple of weeks, a month actually, uh, five weeks actually, of things that were just one after the other. One after the other. My brother's refrigerator went. Stuff was going on with my mother-in-law's final arrangements. We had to deal with this. I needed a radiator for my car. I mean, I was like, whoa. And I would just get overwhelmed. And I told my husband, I said, I'm failing at doing everything. I can't do everything. I can't do it. I just can't. And he said, well, what can I do to help you? And instead of being a martyr, which I'm not judging that, I do it. I have to learn not to do it. To say, yes, if you could do this, it would really help me. If you could do that, one thing, it would really help me. And that's what you have to do. And again, validating everybody's feelings here. Had them, done them, understand them, validate them, no judgment. Simply saying, I get it. I've been there. And sometimes that's all someone needs to hear. You are not alone. We validate you and understand you. And know that we are here to lean on. Telling someone it is okay to rest. It is okay to rest. Yes, it is. And that is something that, especially in the United States, we have a hard time with. Because we're so used to working until we drop. Let's not do that. Learn that saying no is okay. No, I can't do that. I'm sorry. I am sorry that I cannot do that. But I cannot. Okay? I need to take a day and veg out and binge watch a show or read a book or binge watch and then read a book stay in my pajamas, not talk to anybody. That's it. Because no one person can do everything. It's not possible. It's also not mentally healthy for anyone to try to do everything. And like I said, there's always one person in the household that takes on a lot of things that the rest of the family may not even know that you're doing. 
And sometimes you want to scream. And sometimes you should scream. Because sometimes you have to say to your family, yo, guys, you're piling stuff on me. I'm already doing 72 other things. Could you not? Sometimes you have to. And sometimes you have to rest. So please know that you're not alone. Know that it is okay for you to rest. It is okay for you to say no. And it is okay for you to reach out and ask for help every time you need it. And know that you're never alone.